At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is VSIN Prime Time. Live from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas, here is Tim Murray. of VSIN Prime Time. We're live here in Las Vegas, Nevada. That is Jonathan Von Tobel. I am Tim Murray, and hello to all of you joining us here on the DK Network as we are with you for this hour. A lot of NBA to break down later on in this hour as uh, five games on the card this evening. We will get through those games, a full slate of college basketball about to get underway Georgia Tech and UNC about to tip off down in Atlanta, Georgia. Fifth-ranked Tennessee already in action. A fun one in the Big 12 about to start up. A top 25 showdown. The only top 25 matchup this evening as TCU hosts Texas Tech. That game about to tip off as well. So a fun uh, college basketball card. A loaded card coming up this weekend. But JVT, as we sit here on this Tuesday getting ready for the Super Bowl. Not this weekend, but next weekend. A little bit of line movement back towards the San Francisco 49ers. That sits at two across the board. For the two of us who believe that San Francisco is going to be the way that we ultimately bet, as DraftKings you see on the board there, is now juiced ever so slightly to the Niners. So if you do like the Chiefs, you can get them at minus 108 at... DraftKings. I think Kansas City, and I did this last year, I liked Kansas City, Mm -hmm. and I bet Patrick Mahomes to win the MVP more so than I did the Chiefs on the money line. When you look at the San Francisco 49ers and the potential options that are out there, whether it be Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey, you want to go a little bit deeper, do you go a George Kittle, do you go a Debo Samuel, how would you attack the MVP market. Are you looking to split how you bet this game, or is it just going to be keep it simple, stupid, and roll with 
the money line or the spread of the 49ers? Yeah, I think it's tough for this one because when you're talking about the most valuable player, I feel like you can make you can always make the case for guys to win this. But more often than not, voters are pretty simple and right, just go with the quarterback of the team that wins the game. But I, I, I can understand anybody who wants to be tempted by a Christian McCaffrey or anything like that as opposed to like laying a price with the San Francisco 49ers because if they're going to win, there's a high probability that Christian McCaffrey's going to have a pretty big game. And we're talking about what, plus 450? Plus 475. Plus 475. So I think that I understand it, but more often than not, I don't want to get burned by trying to get too cute with an MVP market and bet into that. So it might be some of like the small prop bets that I make for the Super Bowl itself. But in terms of using that instead of a money line bet or anything like that. I, I think that you'd rather you'd be better off just betting the quarterbacks if you're trying to take that route. So another route, because I, I said going back to the national championship game, right? And I wrote it up for vcin.com and I liked Michigan, but I didn't really love laying the points with Michigan, even though ultimately it wouldn't have mattered. And if I had laid the points, it would have been just fine. But I said, all right, if you're like me and you believe that Michigan's going to win the national championship and you don't want to lay what we got up as high as like minus 180, 190, Mm -hmm. something in that ballpark. You don't want to do that. Pair it up with Blake Corum anytime touchdown. Is it a little risky? Yeah, sure. But Blake Corum had scored a touchdown in every single game and he scored not one, but two touchdowns in the national championship. I bring that up to say JVT, when you look at Christian McCaffrey, he has scored a touchdown in Every game except, what, the Washington game? I don't think he found the end yeah. zone. But outside of that, he has found the end zone. You're looking at DraftKings at minus 210. So you put that with the same game parlay if you want to lower the juice on the money line, which is already pretty palatable at minus 130. But you could get some plus money. Would you potentially look at that? Or once again, is that a situation where you're getting too cute? No, I think that makes some sense. You know, and the, because there's a lot too. Like, there's just different ways to look at these things. Like the way that you're doing it, or for example, you know, like somebody uh, like tweeted me the other day and was like, "No, Christian McCaffrey can win if he scores like three touchdowns." Well, it's like, well, that's true. He can win MVP. Sure. Well, guess what? You can also find Christian McCaffrey to score three touchdowns at plus eight hundred. So, like, would you rather bet Christian McCaffrey to win MVP? But if that's the threshold you think he's got to cross, well, then just bet him to score three touchdowns or anything like that. So, there, there, there's so much stuff up. There's, there's different little ways that you can attack the angles that you're looking at to do. And I think that's a different way to do it. Betting Christian McCaffrey to win MVP, then you can start to parlay together. I know some of these same-game parlays, some alternate overs, right? Whether it's yards, whether it's touches, whether it's uh, touchdowns, anything like that, to add a little bit more heft to what is ultimately going to have to come to fruition for you to win the original bet, which is to win most valuable player. Yeah, so same-game parlay. Right now, DraftKings looks like it's kind of in that plus 160 market. Um, So, you know, once again, so much, so many different ways to get unique and and to to look to to bet this. What about the total? You know, we look at how the market moved from a side perspective this past Sunday, and it was wrong, right? The side moved up in Baltimore. Kansas City won outright. Side moved up with San Francisco. San Francisco won, did not cover. The totals, though, were, were accurate, right? We saw late movement. Uh, I don't know if it was too late, but we saw movement towards the under. Mm. Under came home in Baltimore, San Francisco, even though I'm sure you could have got a pretty juicy number after those first two drives, or excuse me, first three drives, because Baltimore went three and out on their first drive. And then we saw over money come in on the NFC Championship, and that hit 
as well. What would you, what's your initial feel of this total? DraftKings has it at 47, juice slightly over minus 112. Everywhere else is 47 and a half. What's your initial feel of where we stand on this total and if you were, were looking to potentially attack it? Under. Um, I think when, if I'm right in, in assuming that San Francisco is the side, and if what we have seen come to fruition now for Kansas City throughout this entire season, well, what's the second half under trying to think they're like 17 and 2 to 18 the under? And two? Yeah, yeah, something ridiculous um, to the under in the second halves now. Like, th- this is what we've seen, and it's part of it's been because of this really inconsistent offense. The other part of it has been because their defense is very, very good, and yep. I think you're getting two very good defenses here in this game. I think that there's a reality in which San Francisco comes out, controls time of possession, keeps the offense off the field. That offense remains inconsistent as is, so when you get the few opportunities you do, it's going to be a little bit of a problem. I think the reality is that this maybe stays under. I know on the cert- you know, a couple of years ago, if you looked at both of these teams, you'd assume, like, dude, this total should be like 52 and a half. And actually, I don't even know what the, what did the total close for the first matchup they had in that Super Bowl four years ago. But I think this one lends itself to potentially being a game that goes under the total. And I think the market, we're starting to see these hooks disappear. I think that this is right and that we're heading in that direction. And again, if somebody likes this game under, throw out a couple of alt-unders to have some fun here as well and start to drive that price down and, and get some plus prices as well if you can kind of, I guess you're going under, but climb the ladder, so to speak, on, on an under. Yeah, no, I, I would look that way as well. And and look, I think for you and I and anyone else who is agreeing with with our belief, I would look under, and I, I'm definitely going to be looking towards the 49ers. I don't think you have to bet any of it yet. I, I think you could really wait. As, as JV said, T said in hour one, this is, and you can ask odds makers. We're not making this up. Mm-hmm. This is maybe the only game all year where the public really has the say of that of that sharp uh, of that sharp market. And Britain just looked it up. Producer Britain said the last Super Bowl that these two teams played was fifty two and a half. Yep. So a five point adjustment. Now it's four years in between, but the Chiefs' defense, it's not. I don't think it's hyperbolic to say. The, the better unit is the Chiefs' defense than the Chiefs' offense. Yes, no, absolutely. I don't think it is at all. Like we, We've seen now to this point, like that is a, a fact right now. And this secondary is young. It's awesome. They have a bunch of good pieces here. The linebacking core has some really good solid studs, too, in the early portions of their career. And as I keep calling him and comparing him to you know playoff Rondo, playoff Steve Spagnuolo is like another animal. The way that he can <laughs> scheme in all our defense and call plays defensively has been absolutely brilliant. So I, I think you do have the makings of a really good and low-scoring game between these two. So, two, because JVT, you are, I wouldn't say the king of this, but you you do love to, okay, where has the market been? Have they adjusted too much? And do we go the other way? And I think that, for the most part, that's kind of how I look at a lot of things uh, from a a betting standpoint. Two prop markets that I think are really interesting, and I'll start with Travis Kelsey, because this will no doubt whether it be, and I saw a tweet today from DraftKings saying it was the most bet first touchdown prop, not a big shock, at I think around 6-1 to one, uh, for, for Travis Kelsey, who, yes, yeah, 6-1 to one to score the first touchdown. That is the most prop uh, played prop so far. And then when you look at his receiving yardage. So we talked about this last week, and I'm very happy I did not bet it because I would have bet under, and I would have been wrong in what the first felt like 15 seconds. That total sits at 70 and a half. It was 62 and a half last week. That said, JVT, he has gone over 70 and a half in all three playoff games so far this year. Is this a spot where right now in the betting market at DraftKings, 
There is no receiver in this game who has a higher rec- rec- receiving yardage prop than Travis Kelsey. 70 and a half is where he sits. So you could look at under on Travis Kelsey. Do you look at who will lead the game in receptions? Travis Kelsey is plus 150. Do you look at anybody else? Most receiving yards in this game, Brandon Ayuk actually leads this market, so I must have misread it. Let me see. Brandon Ayuk, that's weird. So Brandon Ayuk's receiving yard total is 62 and a half. Mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey's is 70 and a half. Mm-hmm. Brandon Ayuk is plus 210 to lead the game in receiving yards, and Travis Kelsey's 3 to 1. Hmm. Something doesn't compute there. Yeah, that's a bit. Bit odd. It's almost like uh, Travis Kelsey's getting pushed up because he's very popular and he's a very big name. But realistically, the odds would be that maybe Brandon Ayuk is uh, mm. the play there. So would you go over or under Kelsey? I go under. Yeah. I think that's the, the, the he's played really well. It seems to be a focal point of the game plan, but you got to go under given the inflated totals that we're seeing. That's Jonathan Von Tobel. I'm Tim Murray. Bottom of the hour, we will check in with Frank Schwab from Yahoo Sports and also bottom of the hour, the NBA card starts, so we will break it all down next with Jonathan Bonto. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a and e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray on VSIN, the sports betting network. With Omaha Steaks, you'll fall in love at first bite with their tender steaks, juicy burgers, air chilled chicken, and more. You're going to love every bite. It's Omaha Steaks guarantee. And for a limited time, when you go to omahasteaks.com slash VSIN, V S I N, you'll get four free air-chilled boneless chicken breasts, and four free, rich, juicy, boneless pork chops with your order. Minimum purchase may apply. Alongside Jonathan Von Tobel, I am Tim Murray. Let's get you updated on the early night on college hoops. 
The only top 25 showdown we've got this evening. 25th ranked TCU, who closed as a four-point favorite, taking on number 15 Texas Tech. Red Raiders of Texas Tech lead 19-16. to Fifth ranked Tennessee, ladies and gentlemen, closed as a 14-point favorite at some shops. It was, uh, thir- uh, it was 14 at DraftKings as well. And South Carolina has a halftime lead down in Rocky Top. Uh-oh. They lead 30 to 26. Gamecock's going to do it again. Uh, we've got Marquette, ninth-ranked Marquette, who closed as a dog on the road at Villanova. The fighting Shaka Smarts have gotten off to a very good start here without Cam Jones. They lead 18 to 4, 12 and a half to go in the first half there. And I believe at a under, I think it was the under 12 media timeout, UNC leading Georgia Tech 18, no, excuse me, 19 to 11. Still to come tonight, got Oklahoma, Kansas State. DraftKings has that game at two and a half in favor of uh, the home Purple Cats. We've got Colorado State and San Diego State. Well, JBT and I riding with the Rams in that particular spot. Uh, let's see. I want to ask you a question. Yes, sir. So in, and I would assume, because they're the same sport, just professional and collegiate. So in the NBA, right, we talk a lot about how in these spots where you're playing against fatigue, much like the spot is here for TCU, um, fatigue tends to take place in the second half. Like that's when you see it's really drop off. Yeah. We saw, we talked to Jim about maybe playing this, and I don't want to put any words in his mouth, playing this under, correct, Mm -hmm. in terms of this game. Uh, The market agreed with that, went from 150 to 146.5. In-game total was as high as 154.5. They're kind of going back and forth a bit here. Uh, Would you expect fatigue and pace to slow down here in the second half and maybe play a game like this under as it goes? Yeah, and I always like to uh, check on where are we at with uh, the updated box score in this one. How are these teams getting off to a shooting Texas Start Tech, here. I think, is 3 of 4 or 3 of 5 from 3-point range. 8 for 12 from the field. But I will say, I've been paying attention to the show, I promise. Um, <laughs> having been watching this, they have been getting like a lot of open looks. Like It's not like they're knocking down tightly contested shots. They actually should have two more makes by my watch, just considering how wide open they've been. So I think there's a case to be made that TCU is going to kind of keep going. If TC, or excuse me, uh, Texas Tech is going to keep going like this. TCU is going to keep defending like this. By the way... It is a hot start, but holy smokes. Marquette is putting it on Villanova right now, 23-9. to Tyler Kolick is 5-for-5 five five from the field with 11 points, so he is uh, stepping up in the absence of, uh, of Cam Jones. Good college hoops day. Yeah, it is. It. it is a good college hoops day. Not a great NBA slate. No. Uh, I, was, uh, I was listening to the award-winning, should be if it isn't, NBA podcast here at Visa and Hardwood Handicappers. Mom said it's the best podcast she's heard. That's an award. Uh, you said on your podcast, happy birthday to your mom. She doesn't listen to the podcast. Um, it's true. It's a good, it's a good nugget. You did listen today. I did wish of, my mom happy yeah, birthday. Bottom of the hour, we've got uh, Indiana and Boston. Boston right now laying eight with a two, 248.5 and a half total. Uh, we'll lump the uh, 7 o'clock Eastern games in here. We'll run through them quickly. So Boston laying eight. Atlanta at DraftKings laying six against the Lakers, and the Knicks laying three against Utah. Take us through these three games, JVT, and anything you see in uh, any of these three that is intriguing to you. Yeah, just uh, looking at the Boston Celtics really quickly because this is the second leg of a back-to-back. Boston did play in New Orleans yesterday, had to come back from a massive deficit to end up winning that game. I think they were down by 17. Um, So you would think that this is going to be a pretty tough spot, right? 
big comeback yesterday. You had a whole bunch of starters play 37-ish minutes. Then you got to come back home to play the Pacers who are going to try to run you up and down the floor. But as we talked about on the pod today, and I played a clip from Joe Missoula, Missoula after the game seemed pretty pissed off the way that game went, even though they came back and won, and even told the media, like, no, I actually kind of hope we continue to get down by like 17, 18 points because <laughs> the, and I think the word that he used was entitlement, but the entitlement that we expect to just win every single one of these games is ridiculous, and we need to kind of have a wake-up call here. This seems like it's going to be a pretty important spot for Boston from a mentality standpoint that Missoula is going to have them ready to go. The big part, too, is, is that Christoph Porzingis is back from injury. He's going to return today. He's going to play. Uh, with Al Horford out, you're not as shorthanded uh, at center because Porzingis is going to be back in and everybody else is going to be available here. It is the return of Tyrese Halliburton from injury. Miles Turner's going to play as well. But I kind of understand why the market got to where it's at right here. And frankly, the market has just really respected the Boston Celtics at home. But I'll paint this picture for you. Remember, what, 10 days ago on a Friday, they were laying seven and a half against the Denver Nuggets, Tim. And that was the Denver Nuggets team that played everybody, right? They're laying eight here against the Indiana Pacers. So it tells you, uh, Al Horford ain't worth that much. It looks like the Boston Celtics, the market's kind of come down in terms of what the market believes of them when it comes to some of these home spots. So I think it's a pretty interesting uh, situation here for the Celtics to come in and, and maybe get a win and cover. It's not a bet that I had made, but if you're asking me right now what the side would be, I think the market's getting this right and pushing this up to eight and where it's at right now. So clearly what you're telling the people is you pair the Boston Celtics with the Air Force Money line parlay. There we go. It's the way to go tonight. That's, yeah, that's that's can't lose money line parlay. I mean, they're minus. They're they're both favorites. Favorites yeah. never lose. Um, <laughs> and I will say this, I and I I completely. We talked about this on the podcast today. I completely agree. Zach Cohen's got the Atlanta Hawks today. He actually laid it early. It was minus four and a half. It was one of the first things I had circled um, this morning. Having said that, Atlanta played Toronto this weekend. Toronto didn't have Emmanuel quickly. Toronto didn't have Jakob Pertl, and they needed a putback with no time left from Sadiq Bay to barely win that game. The Hawks stink. They are the worst cover team in the NBA. They <laughs> constantly, constantly underperform against every single one of their opponents. They're the worst cover team at home in the NBA. They are one of the worst defensive teams in the NBA. So to ask a team like this to win by margin is insane. Having said that, this is the second leg of a back-to-back -back for the Lakers who are not going to have Anthony Davis, who are playing like absolute butt, who can't defend very well, <laughs> and they're at a massive disadvantage mathematically here, Tim, where you're talking about a team that's going to take about seven and a half more th uh, three-point attempts per game than this, um, this Lakers squad, and they shoot at a higher clip in terms of efficiency. There are so many things, so many things that point to Atlanta in this spot. I just can't do it. So if you want to ask Atlanta, I think it's the spot – but, God, do I not want to trust this team at all. <laughs> I'm not bitter about it at all, either. No way, shape, or form. Uh, Utah, New York, anything here? 229 uh, spread of three. So a little bit of money is coming on Utah. No, not entirely. So no Julius Randle, obviously. He's got the uh, the shoulder injury that, thankfully for them, looks like it's only going to be a couple, of, a couple of weeks or a few weeks, as they put it. Uh, not a few months, which was kind of the worry when he initially got injured. But this is a Knicks team that, while they've been playing better since they got OG Ananobi, it's a team that I think really is desperate for some kind of bench production, and I don't think they're done in terms of the trade deadline, which is coming up here in about 9, 10 days. But Utah, while it's disadvantageous to play on the second leg of a back-to-back, -back, Jazz generally a good back-to-back -back team and have the size, multiple centers, to kind of deal with what New York wants to do. And by the way, who just lost a forward and Julius Randle, as you mentioned, 
a team that really relies on offensive rebounding, the New York Knicks. I think they're going to be up against it with a team that can rebound very well here in Utah to eliminate second-chance opportunities. It's a big part of what they do offensively. Uh, again, Zach Cohen, which the website, you can find his article at vcin.com, my co-host on the, the pod, he's got Utah here, and I completely agree with that sentiment because I think they're going to be able to come in here, battle on the boards, and keep this team off the offensive glass, especially without Julius Randle playing today. I just every time I look up at this Marquette game, Marquette keeps increasing their yeah. they're up seventeen on Villanova. This is this is a you know I've been saying it the day that Shaka Smart got to Marquette when they were in a pretty big rebuild after the Wojciechowski era. I said anytime you got a plus sign on Marquette, just take Marquette, and it was remarkably profitable. But this was one of those weird spots that I always kind of circle. I'm like, dang. The ninth-ranked team in the country. And I know, oddsmakers say they make ratings, not rankings. And that's where you kind of look to if you're a fade-the-public type of person. But you look at this spot, and man, Marquette is, uh, has been really impressive here. All right, before we hit a break, uh, late-night game, Philly and Golden State. You've kept an eye on this one. Uh, Marquette sits at 3.5. You're intrigued a bit by the dog in this one. Yeah, it's just really, is Joel Embiid going to play? And I took the guess that he was going to play here today. So we don't have official word yet. If you want to kind of jump ahead of it, grab 3.5 in the hope that Joel Embiid would play. If he does play, this should close about 1.5 in favor of Golden State. So for me, it was trying to get ahead of the market. He has been off for the last five days, right? He's missed their last two games. It was a late addition to that Denver game. They played yesterday in Portland. He didn't play in that one. If there was going to be a stretch here to play, and this back-to-back would be here against Golden State, assuming he is. Tyrese Maxey's not, but I'm still banking on the fact that Joel Embiid's going to play. But even then, just keep your finger on the trigger and just wait and see if he's going to play or not. He will warm up today. We had a little movement in the betting market today towards the Kansas, or excuse me, towards the San Francisco 49ers and two big name offensive coordinators will stay and not head to head coaching vacancies. Frank Schwab will help break it down for us next here on Vcent Prime. This is Vcent Primetime with Tim Murray on Vcent, the sports betting network. Put the VSIN experts to work for you and start betting smarter with a VSIN Pro subscription. Sign up on a VSIN Pro annual subscription and get your first year for only $199. Just use the promo code PRIME. Get access to everything on that brand new VSIN.com website, including our daily best bets with the leaderboard to see which VSIN expert has the hot hand. Betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving for every game. Betting systems, premium analysis, 24-7 video access, plus our upcoming Super Bowl betting guide with best bets and favorite prop bets. Remember, use that promo code PRIME. Get your first year of VSIN Pro Access for only $199. Sign up today, vsin.com slash subscribe. Alongside Jonathan Von Tobel, I am Tim Murray. Got a nice night of college basketball as we're keeping our eyes on it. The Marquette Golden Eagles continue to put it on Villanova as a dog. The ninth-ranked Marquette Golden Eagles catching points, and they lead 30-13 to over Villanova. 14th-ranked Illinois trailing Ohio State early in that one, 26-23. Texas Tech with a nice eight-point lead. JVT was intrigued by this spot. TCU coming off of a, was a triple overtime? Triple overtime win against Baylor. Yeah, and uh, North Carolina right now, with a, I believe, eight-point lead over Georgia Tech nearing the eight-minute mark in the first half. They are also fifth-ranked Tennessee trailing at the half 
to South Carolina, 30 to 26. All right, Super Bowl 58. I don't know if you heard. It's going to be here in Vegas. And it's uh, not this weekend, but it's next weekend. To break down Taylor Swift's travel schedule, it is Frank Schwab from Yahoo Sports. Uh, The line moved a little bit back towards San Francisco. Open two and a half, Frank. Went down to one, one and a half. And now we've seen a little bit of movement back to two. Money line uh, plus 125 or so. uh, Plus 120, excuse me, uh, if you do like Kansas City. So... Early feel from a side perspective. Have you fired yet? And uh, if not, which way are you uh, leaning right now? Uh, not yet. Uh, I got some 49ers futures out there. Got to figure out how to play this. But part of the problem is I do like the Chiefs. And it feels so square, but I just think they're playing better. They have the much better quarterback. Andy Reid, his record off a of bye is unbelievable, right? Like everything just lines up for Kansas City in this game. I, I get why somebody would like the 49ers from week one to now. They've been the better team than the Chiefs, but that just seems like a long time ago. It's not, but it seems like this dominant, unbeatable 49ers team was just ages ago. I, I think ever since the Ravens went in there on Christmas night and smacked them around a little bit, I think this aura of invincibility is just gone from the 49ers. I think every team goes in there thinking we could beat them. The, the Chiefs are going to watch the tape of the Packers game and say, Packers outplayed them. Why can't we? They're going to watch the NFC Championship game and say, Lions, if they didn't trip all over themselves, they were going to beat the 49ers in San Francisco. Why can't we beat the 49ers? I just don't think anybody's intimidated by San Francisco right now based on how they're playing. And the Chiefs defense is is playing fantastic, and they still have the baddest dude on the planet. So everything, right? I haven't fired yet, but everything for me right now is just, I'm going to have a hard time going against the Chiefs. Frank, how do you weigh like what they've done here offensively in this run? I'm talking about Kansas City because you know you get a, a, a Dolphins team beleaguered by injuries, you get a beat up Bills defense, and then you watch them against Baltimore. They get shut out in the second half. Like, are, are we are these issues that we've seen for Kansas City fixed? How do you feel about that? How do you parse this run that they've been through? Because we've seen both sides of the coin. Very good question. Because I'm sitting there in the second half of uh, the AFC Championship game saying. Boy, is the offense fixed? Because the first half, they were great. I, I mean, Mahomes starts 11 of 11. He just looks like the same old Mahomes. I, and, and then the second half. But I think part of that is just the Ravens are a really, really good defense. And they finally showed up in the second half. I, I think the Chiefs... Look, the Chiefs aren't going to put up 42 points. It's just not going to happen. Mahomes didn't have that kind of year. The Chiefs didn't have that kind of year. Brock Purdy threw for more yards per game than Patrick Mahomes did this year. Go look it up. It's... Not an explosive, great offense, but I just, it's so, I hate this kind of analysis. I really do, but it, cause it's so simple and it just seems so like, I'm not even watching anything other than a quarterback position, but how could you go against Mahomes in a big game like this? I, and I've gone against him the last three weeks. I'll be honest. Like I've taken three <laughs> L's because I thought, oh, it's going to be cold. The, the Dolphins could go in there and keep it close. I thought, oh, the Bills at home, they're a much better team. I thought the Ravens are the best team in football this year. and They're at home. Why Why can the Chiefs beat them? And every single time I'm left sitting here saying, maybe it's just smart to bet on the best quarterback in the game and the best coach <laughs> in the game too. And I, it's, it's simple, but it kind of, sometimes simple, it, it actually catches some tickets. I mean, that's exactly what I said, Tim. Now, I also think the 49ers are going to win, so I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Schwab joining us here. Look, I I was uh, I was pretty confident, probably too confident in the Ravens last week, Frank. I did not Thank hedge you. off my Bills future, uh, my AFC future two weeks ago, so essentially I was betting against the Chiefs, so I, I'm, I'm tend to be with you here. Let's flip it over to the side, or to the total, excuse me. 
47 at DraftKings, 47 and a half. No surprise here. Early bets, 73% of them coming in on the over. Um, like I said earlier in the show, uh, I think if you want to bet under, just take your time. There's no rush. If you want to bet over, you know, maybe this does tick up because the, the public does tend to have a say here. My initial lean, Frank, would be towards the under here when we talk about this Chiefs defense and as good as it's been. And Steve Spagnolo, uh, I thought, completely uh, outcoached uh, Todd Munkin there on Sunday. 49ers defense, though, has looked a little bit leaky here uh, lately. So what would you uh, say early thoughts on this total? Yeah, I lead to the under two uh, for most of the reasons you said. Uh, she's defense. I think it's underrated. I think people know it's good, but it is good. I, if you look at Josh Allen's stats in a divisional round, throwing anything past, what was it, like two yards past the line of scrimmage, it was horrific. I, they had nothing going on other than dump offs. And then to hold the MVP of the league to one touchdown in the AFC championship game, really, really impressive stuff from the Chiefs. And like Andy Reid, he gives Steve Spagnolo an extra week to prepare. I think he's going to have some stuff cooked up for, for Brock Purdy in this 49ers offense. Uh, and and the, as we talked about, the Chiefs offense isn't the type of offense that's going to put up a ton of points either. It's not going to be last year's Super Bowl, where it's just back and forth, back and forth. So I could see a low-scoring game. I think the Chiefs are just they could win a, a low-scoring game. As weird as it sounds, because they've never been that team, I really do kind of feel like they're situated pretty well to win a low-scoring game or just keep it low-scoring in that under 47 caches. Along those lines of thinking when it comes to coaching, over the weekend we were talking about Super Sports had put out an, uh, a graph of win probability added over expected by coaching decisions, right? Timeouts, decisions to kick, all these sort of things. Shanahan was last, Frank, among the four uh, coaches wow. in AFC wow. Championship, and only in the championship round, so of those four. But still, do you trust Shanahan in this regard? Because we've seen, we saw the end of the the uh, game against, or excuse me, the end of the first half against Green Bay. We've seen it in big moments. Are, are we sure that Shanahan has exercised some of these demons when it comes to game management? And I don't. He's just a conservative guy, and he makes mistakes there. Like, system-wise, if you... You give him an offseason to devise an offense, he's great. Like He's one of the best coaches, maybe the best coach in the NFL that way. But when you get in the heat of a game, he will make mistakes like that and, and things that take points off the table for his own team. So, I mean, yeah, but Andy's had his problems too. Let's, yeah. not, let's not forget that. Like Andy, for years and years, was you know everybody joked about his clock management. And I'm not 100% sure he's over that too. But yes, it, it's something that factors in a little bit. I, I think if, if, I, if you like the Chiefs, like I think I do, it kind of nudges you that way, right? Like Shanahan's gonna gonna make the wrong call to wrong spot. He, yeah, look, it's it stinks that this is around his neck until he wins a Super Bowl. But twenty eight to three, he's the offensive coordinator there. Twenty to ten against the Chiefs uh, four years ago in the Super Bowl, they lost that one when he was a head coach. And even blowing the NFC Championship game with a ten point lead against the Rams two years ago, he they have a way of of letting leads get get away from them late. And who knows, maybe that happens again against a really really good Hall of Fame coach. And real quick to that point, Tim, uh, Andy Reid was third amongst the four quarter or four coaches in terms of uh, that metric, and also the worst amongst first half uh, first half timeout usage. So to like Frank's point, like there's been some times where Andy Reid uh, holds on to him a little bit too long. Frank Schwab joined. Joining us here on VEASAN, covers the NFL and some sports betting. Uh, they're over at Yahoo Sports. Uh, big NFL news today, Frank. I know you and uh, Jason Fitz broke down uh, the, the Lions collapse and all of that. And you know, we talked about it briefly yesterday. Just who would you feel more comfortable putting a future on next year? Would it be the Lions or would it be the Ravens? And my, my initial thing thought was the Lions because of the NFC being a little easier. But I fully anticipate Ben Johnson to be gone Ben Johnson staying. What does this mean, in your opinion, uh, for the Lions moving forward? 
Oh, enormous. Uh, we don't really take enough stock into which coordinators le- left. Uh, the prime example is the, the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's the Philadelphia Eagles. Like We were just like, ah, oh, they'll be fine. Who cares if they lost Gannon and Steichen? Well, they weren't okay. Uh, the, the Lions, to me, if you're asking me, Ravens or Lions, easily Lions. And that would have been before even Ben Johnson came back. The Ravens, in a tougher conference, in a tougher division, they got a lot of defensive players going to be free agents, whereas the Lions have a lot of cap room. Not a lot of free agents coming up. They're situated pretty well. It's just tough year to year in the NFL to win. I'll tell I'll say this one. Who would I rather place a future bet on right now at the odds, the Packers or the Lions? I'll take the Packers. Mm. I don't know that necessarily the Lions are just walking into another division title. This is the NFL. It is tough year after year. They're situated well, great rookie class, great drafts, all that. But I still have a little bit of skepticism that they're just gonna get right back to the NFC title. We didn't cash our NFC North future this year. Next year it is JVT on the Packers. Hey, Frank, great stuff, man. We appreciate it. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Thank you. There he is. Yahoo Schwab. Follow him there on Twitter. It's VSIP Primetime. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray on VSIN, the sports betting network. Looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58? I know you are, JBT. DraftKings Sportsbook, guess what? They've got you covered. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code VSIN. That's V S I N. New customers can bet five bucks, get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58. Once again, that code VSIN. The crown is yours. All yours. Ramblin' Wreck, Georgia Tech. Come on, baby. Down four to North Carolina. Got South Carolina. Upset alert. In Rocky Top, they lead 37-36 over fifth-ranked Tennessee. Got a little run here from Villanova, 37-36. 24 Wildcats on a now 9-0 run, cutting their deficit down to 11. They close that game as 
a favorite game that JBT keeping a close eye on the only top 25 matchup of the evening. Texas Tech at the under four media timeout has a 30 to 27 lead. Your in-game number on that one, as I pulled up the NBA instead of college basketball, TCU still a one and a half point favorite as uh, they make a free throw here in the upcoming moments. Uh, Illinois has regained the lead over Ohio State. They lead by five over the Buckeyes in that one. South Carolina, still a dog right now in game. So you could take the Gamecocks, who lead by four, JVT, plus 190 at DraftKings. Kind of hard, just given it's a four-point game. Tennessee won't go in, obviously, playing at home. We know how strong this has been, and we've seen Tennessee play with fire before. It was earlier in non-conference, but I think uh, they were trailing a good bit at home to Illinois. Did they play Illinois at home earlier in the season? Uh, I yes, I believe so. Uh, and then they pulled away and ended up winning that game, so I have faith Tennessee will pull this out. Well, Rick Barnes squad there. Yes, Tennessee won that game 86-79. to Yes, yes, I remember that fondly. The Tennessee... Because I bet Illinois. <laughs> By the way, 86-79? Yes. Seven, right? Yeah, I was catching six and a half. Ooh. Great. Yeah, it's always fun. You know, it's, it's fun losing by the hook. It's always it's always an enjoyable experience. Uh oh, Villanova eleven zero run. How are they going to end this half here? Purple, uh, not the purple cats, the regular cats. Navy blue cats. Navy blue cats. Cats from Pennsylvania. Cats meow. Mm, still down that. All right. Um, I want to run through as we near. Well, we've already passed the midway point, JVT, of the NBA season. We have. Wanted to take a look at some, just where we stand from the futures point of view. We'll start with the awards. We'll run through these real quickly because the MVP has been a, a, a big discussion right now because of the Joel Embiid injury situation. He has now dropped from the favorite down to plus 450. For anybody just kind of jumping full in now to the NBA, and where have you been? Hardwood Handicappers, make sure you get that podcast. Is Joel Embiid... Do you just set him aside right now? Can is he unbettable in the MVP market because of of the number of games he's missed? Well, see, that's the tough part, right? The easy answer is no, because he hasn't missed the games needed to be eliminated. Right. So, like he is right now, again to use the term everybody does, if the season ended today, he would be the MVP. Like he's been yeah. incredible. His mm -hmm. statistics are out of this world. His efficiency, his assist rate is up this year. Everything. He's been awesome. He has been the most valuable player. Having said that. What you're essentially betting right now is, will Joel Embiid not miss the rest of the time that would then force him to be eliminated from this contest? So that, like, that's kind of the battle that you've got to do here, right? Which is, you, you could go in there and grab a guy that, if he was not missing these amount of games, he would be the favorite right now to win the award. But you're taking the risk that he's going to miss time. And frankly, like today, today's a really big moment, right? What's going to happen if he gets ruled out today and what his odds are going to do if he gets ruled out today against Golden State is going to be fascinating because I think you could actually make the argument, Tim, if he gets ruled out today and what the market does with his odds, it's worth betting because, again, yes, you have the risk that he's going to miss the time that would cause him to be eliminated from contention, but what if he doesn't? And what if he continues to play at this level? Then all of a sudden, you're talking about a guy that you can get, what, at 5-1 to one or better? I would assume you're going to get knocked down a little bit more if he misses tonight's game. And what if he plays out the rest of the way? What if he only misses, like, two more games? 
then you're talking about a really valuable ticket on a guy that right now statistically is the favorite to win MVP. So I think it's pretty fascinating. Today's going to be pretty big. But actually, I wouldn't say no to anybody who wanted to come in and try to grab the number here again uh, with Joel Embiid. I think it's, it's worth it only in that he has the statistical profile to win this award. All right, just a quick overview of where we stand odds-wise right now. Jokic at plus 115. Shea Gilgis-Alexander plus 350. Joel Embiid plus 450, Lucas plus 650, Giannis plus 850, and then it drops off a cliff to Jason Tatum. At this point, any of those other four options, Jokic, Embiid, or excuse me, Jokic, SGA, Doncic, or Giannis, worth a look in your opinion here on January 30th? I think that if you can... It's not a, the number right now. If you can find Giannis at like 10 to 1, I think it's worth looking at here. And he was 10 to 1 a little bit ago. And because what we've seen from Joel Embiid, uh, we have seen this now, right, kind of fall apart in terms of the odds. But Giannis, like statistically, is putting up an incredible season. And this team could uh, very much be right, top two seed in the Eastern Conference. And Giannis Antetokounmpo is going to be a very big part of that. I think if you're taking stabs at something, it's going to be something like that. Giannis Antetokounmpo plus 850. Call me biased. Again, the statistics are there, and he can make a late push. But Kawhi Leonard has been playing some incredible basketball for a Clippers team that, Kim, we could look up in April and be like, oh, the Clippers are the two seed in the Western Conference. Like They're playing that good of basketball, and he has been the reason why. And if we're talking about playing the most games he has in about five, six years, all those sort of things – he would have the portfolio to do it. That's, again, if you want to take a really long shot. Uh, he's at 100 to 1. I bet him at 150 to 1. But I think, really, really realistically, you're drawing, and the odds have done this, a pretty firm dotted line between Giannis Antetokounmpo and the rest. And Giannis, I think, is the bet that you're making if you're taking a shot at this point right now. So I've asked you this a lot, and I heard you and Zach talking about it this morning. It was funny. I was listening to Tim Bontemps on Zach Lowe's podcast last week. And they got into a discussion of Rookie of the Year. And Tim Bontemps, who is a Rookie of the Year voter, said at that time, he felt like it really wasn't even close. It was Chet Holmgren. Well, the tables have completely flipped here. And Victor Wembanyama has moved out to a minus 230 favorite at DraftKings. How quickly is this getting away from Chet in this Rookie of the Year market? I wouldn't say it's like quickly getting away from him, but it is definitely heading in the direction of Victor Wimanyama. For those who haven't really seen Chet Holmgren recently, and last night was not a good matchup because it's you know it's freaking Rudy Gobert uh, that you have to go and battle with here. Uh, but Chet Holmgren has been in this stretch where it looks like it's not playing particularly well. Last night he had four points, uh, seven rebounds, and only two assists. He was two and nine from the floor in the matchup with Minnesota. From a plus-minus standpoint, I think he was a minus 13. Yeah, he was minus 13. And just in this month in general, he's not played well. Tim, in the month of January, he has only had three games in which he's had double, uh, double figures in terms of rebounding. So for a big, that's not really great. And on the flip side, Victor Wembanyama continues to play pretty well here. So it's not heading in the direction that you love if you're somebody like you who's got like a field ticket, yeah. uh, if anybody went out and bet Chet Holmgren. But having said that, again... There's still plenty of time, and Holmgren did enough in the first portion of the season that he is still pretty close to Victor Wembanyama. and if he overcomes whatever this is, like media was even asking Mark Dagnall the other day if he thinks that Holmgren was playing through some sort of fatigue just given the production dip that we have seen. If he overcomes this, and if it is fatigue, by the way, All-Star break's coming up in about 10 days, 11 days, then you're going to get to a point where 
like maybe it is worth buying back in on Chet Holmgren if the price gets good enough because he is a very important piece to a team that could be a top three seed in the Western Conference and as a rookie that is doing a lot and statistically he has been doing a lot but right now it's definitely trending in a negative fashion and the market would represent that all right um Top of the hour, we're going to talk to our good friend Patrick Everson. We'll talk all things early betting regarding the Super Bowl. Uh, we do have a couple uh, halftime scores to get to. Uh, Georgia Tech, man, cutting it to one. Here we go, rambling wreck. I think, JVT, now you could have got a better number, but the way Villanova ended this first half at home against Marquette, they were down 30-11 to 11 to Marquette. I think the second half, Villanova minus four and a half. So in game would be full game four and a half plus four and a half. I think Villanova is going to come out and keep this game competitive in the second half. Maybe a little regression from Marquette. So I took a little in game swipe here on uh, on the Wildcats plus four and a half. South Carolina leads by six. It just drilled another three right now with eleven minutes to go. Man, this is uh, this is wild. South Carolina who. Really, you know, think about their home victory against Kentucky. They have been playing some pretty impressive basketball, and uh, they were catching 14 tonight. TCU up four. So for uh, JVT's sake, let's get the, the Red Raiders to, uh, to, to keep this thing competitive. Early look in Boston. Celtics have a nine-point lead on the Pacers. All right, that's going to do it for this hour here on the DK Network. Golick and Smetty, they're up next. As for us here on VSIN Primetime, we keep it rolling with Patrick Everson. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 